Hey, hey, welcome and welcome back. My name is Peace. I am super excited to introduce you to a friend of mine. Her name is Adrienne and she's here to share some joy, shed some light and just share herself with us. So there will be no Rocky in this episode. <laughs> you did it. <laughs> I had to. I had to. But yeah, we just averted a spider crisis. You know what? For y'all, we decided to power through even though we're squirmish. So if there are pauses, one, I'll edit them out. And two, <laughs> it will be because of spider thoughts. So. Yes. That's. We both don't like insects. I think. I don't like arachnids or insects. It's very true. We're not big fans. If you are a big fan, that's good for you. Please explain how you got to be this way. I just, I don't know. So, Adrian is a few things. I will just start from the top as far as the list goes. Nice. She is. A West Coast woman living in the West. She's hey. landlocked now. Yeah, ugly. <laughs> <laughs> ugly, ugly. She's landlocked, but she still thinks of the water every now and again. She is a suburbanite as far as like being raised in that sort of a thing. So she's now in a city-ish type of space. It's less suburbs. This nope. is the suburbs. Compared oh. to where I'm from, it's a suburb. It is? The city is not a city. Okay, I thought you were maybe more suburban than this. No, it's comparable because it's Utah, mm. you know? I got so. you, I got you. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so you heard the truth. You saw it. I was educated too. She is a mom. She is a creative. She is a believer. She is partnered. She is hardworking. She's got a big old smile. She <laughs> loves houses and mm -hmm. seeing furniture and decor mm -hmm. and beautiful things. She likes to be in beautiful spaces. She feels inspired in those settings. She likes people. She likes to watch people, learn from them, be in the spaces where they're at. And she don't need to be engaging the whole time. She just needs to be like in good spirits and mm -hmm. good vibes. Like Adrian's like a vibes person. <laughs> yeah. So this is Wait, most important. Yo, actually, locally, yeah, you are my closest black friend. My dude. Dang. Wow. Yeah, we need each other. I was like, I don't even think I have one. I mean, Patricia, and that's about it. Yeah, girl. Because we do things together. <laughs> yeah. This is as frequent as it's going to get. So welcome, Adrian. All right. She is here to bless us with some of just her life, her experiences, her thoughts on things. And she is our final episode for the season. Wow. Y'all talk about pressure. I know, right? I'm like, wow. Oh, how did I end up being the last little... Because things... Procrastination. <laughs> Yo, but part of why uh, Adrian is going to be the last episode is because she has been out and about raising a child that has come out of her being wow recently actually i got a text from my friend saba this morning like three in the morning mm -hmm. letting me know the baby's about to start coming out so she's look out for an update for my husband at some point mm -hmm. this week and i'm like wow imagine like pain hitting you so strong you just have to let folks know hey i'm going under start praying but don't expect to hear from me <laughs> <laughs> yes it's like a whole experience you're completely all i was at least i was out of it I was out of this world. I was like, what is Because you were gone on? for like a few days. Mm -hmm. And people were blowing up your phone, like trying to be I like. I no clue. <laughs> <laughs> oh my and then gosh. like, even I went back on an Instagram message the other day. Somebody was like, congratulations. And I didn't even remember replying to them, but I did. And I'm just like, what? happening? <laughs> 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 Yo. That entire time. This is actually why we think about it, because like we became friends as you became a mom. So as your brain chemistry was changing, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And as your personality was also changing, mm -hmm. I'm like, 
new friend. Yeah. <laughs> in a new city. Mm-hmm. So it's like a lot of people. So between like then and now, do you feel like anything's settled for you? Yeah, I'm definitely more used to being a mom now. It's the weird like saying my daughter. It's a whole change. Wow. Yeah. But I'm so used to her. But if somebody asks me like, and I refer to her as my daughter, I'm like, oh, that's interesting. That's my child. Does it like get you all like emotional? Sometimes. If I really sit there and think about it, then yeah. But most of the time, I'm too busy. <laughs> Either I'm tired or I'm like, I need to do this. Yeah. But she's great. She's growing. She's sitting up on her own now. Like, I just place her and she'll sit there. Crazy. She's got core strength. Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. She's supposed to be half a year. Wow. How did that happen so quickly? Wow. Wow. It's wild because I think about it. I'm like, wow, she's going to be here while I live us. Mm Mm-hmm. She has proof that we will die. Like, it's like, you have kids and they just... They are the future. They are the future. And all you can do is help them have a brighter one. Like, But we gotta remember, we're still the future, too. Because we're still young. We still do have we're a career, hit. right? We still have at least two more lifetimes. Girl, you're right. What am I, why am I acting like this? <laughs> <laughs> I, I act like I am, like, on, like, the cardiac arrest bed. <laughs> right. I was like, I leave you to the future. <laughs> like, you are young and youthful. <laughs> I'm limber. I'm limber. We're talking about mobility lately. Talking you know, mobile. I'm trying to protect it. I was like, wait a minute. My joints. <laughs> when did I get this tight? Creak. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. But yes, everybody. Once you have a child, a lot changes, but then it goes so fast. You don't even realize it's changed. <laughs> and you talked about this a little bit, but there was a lot about becoming a mom that you just didn't even know to prepare for. Oh my gosh. Yes. What education? The amount, first of all, for all the hours we put into school, love my teacher (laughs) friends. You guys are doing amazing. Love that you're there. (laughs) This is not about y'all. This is about the system Mm -hmm. that y'all have to report to. And I'm sure you agree on some levels. We really don't get answers. (laughs) Not for life situation. There needs to be a class that male and female and non-binary and everybody else. Everybody. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. We all need to get educated on how to deal with pregnancy how to deal with being a parent like, mm-hmm. all of it because there's so much that you don't know like i learned yesterday this girl she's pregnant her depression and anxiety has gotten like 10 times worse they have to double her medication yeah it's just bad like, and the postpartum is no joke Mm-mm. it's all your hormones are literally removed as soon as the baby's out and so that's what brings on postpartum. Wow, I didn't know that. That sounds very extreme. I'm sorry. That just <laughs> I just pictured like a hormoneless like ah. Well, not all of them, obviously, but like when you create a human, your hormones they like double. So it's like you're getting all this different stuff going on in your body, and then as soon as the baby's gone, your body stops producing that. So that's when postpartum depression kicks kicks in because like you just go down. Your hormones drop. That's wild. Mm-hmm. No, it's real wild. Mm-hmm. Crazy. Yeah. But I also learned, I think I was telling you this, mm-hmm. that like your cells, the baby cells and your cells start to go through each other's bodies and so like they heal each other. Yeah. And that your baby cells can stay in you for 10 years, which is really cool. That's pretty dope. Mm-hmm. Y'all like for real one. Hmm? Y'all are like for real one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So obviously it is your first child. Yes. And... You've had her young in life. Compared to oh, conservative no. Christian culture? No. Actually? <laughs> no, girl, you late. Old. Shoot, I'm about to be late. <laughs> right. Wait. Okay, people are having babies at, at like 16. Like, 16, wow. 20s, and 
younger. No, you're totally right. I, I'm like, I'm not a young parent. I'm having identity like <laughs> moments right now. Wait, should I? <laughs> should I have a baby? Oh my god. No, don't. For anyone that's out there that's like past 25 and you don't have a child, that is okay. Because I also learned that your body's more ready for babies in your 30s. Really? I thought it was really ready when you were actually in your teens. Mm-mm. Actually, maybe, but like your 30s. Because <laughs> I heard you could bounce back quick. I was like, man, if you have I was like, I did this all oh, wrong. okay. <laughs> That's what you mean. I'm talking about, yeah, you bounce back quick when you're a teen. That's with anything, though. No, you care. just fall off the stairs. Mm, you're fine. You're good. Yeah. <laughs> now you need insurance. <laughs> like the premium stuff. Seriously. But in your 30s, you're more established, usually. Yeah. And then your body... I forgot the exact time, just look it up, 20s versus 30s pregnancy, but there's like a whole bunch of scientific information that lists like why is it better to have babies in your 30s. Well, that's good because I probably don't have a choice to be honest. <laughs> I'm like, it might be just the way life plays out. But the thing is, is like more people are having babies later. I feel like this is what I've been saying lately, the 30s are the new 20s and the 40s are the new 30s because Girl, the way that life is right now. Well, my other... Pr- I'll counter that just a little bit. I just, mm-hmm. I feel like 30s and 40s and 50s are just young. Mm-hmm. I feel like we just lied to. <laughs> Everyone was like, you're in a pressure cooker. You got 18 years to make a change in life. And then we turn 18 and we're like, oh my gosh. Like yeah. 20, oh my gosh. And they're like, wait a minute. Like 30s hella young. Mm-hmm. 40s is also young. Mm-hmm. People don't know what they're doing at 50. I don't know what. Right. So now I'm like, we just got to make it before we can't do stuff no more. Seriously. I always hear like Tiffany Haddish didn't know what she wanted to do until she was 28. And then my cousin, she's just turned 40 this past month. Yeah. It's November now. But um, she just turned 40. And last year is when she started her dream job. Like, she's opening a center for girls who are sex trafficked. And, like, she started that at 39. So no rush no worries like at all and you could change your mind a thousand times like you could be right about every single one of your dreams because recently i've started to have like new dreams mm-hmm. that i didn't know i could have so mm-hmm. i'm like oh this is fascinating so, yeah it's like weird but you just look at your life habits and how your life habits have changed and it mm-hmm. just like shifts your focus so speaking of that mm-hmm. your life habits have changed mm-hmm. and i know you're a dreamer mm-hmm. so walk me through it because you, you talked about, like, your work ethic changes since becoming a mom. Oh, yeah, So, yeah, like, yeah. What, like, where is your life going? Where do you want to take it? Man, first, it's going to start with my real estate license. Okay. And then and I'm in the right state, too? I am. All of the market is pretty crazy right now. This is very true. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, it just starts there. I just know it starts there. I'm still talking to God about the how. Yeah. But I feel like that's something I don't need to worry about. I just need to focus on getting my license first. Yeah. And then eventually the ultimate goal for me is to own a city, to build a city for all people to be safe. Like I want to have our own policing. I want to have our own firefighters, like all services by our own people. Oh, yeah. oh, you a city in a different country. Maybe. <laughs> Actually, no, that's like really doable. I've seen construction in in different countries that are like they're building mm-hmm. new civilizations essentially like all together my dad was showing me stuff like that like eight years ago and i remember mm-hmm. thinking this is so dramatic <laughs> this is like such a dramatic next step and now i'm older i'm like you know what he was onto something mm-hmm. the thing is too is you could build your own country within america yeah I new york those. is its own country really i believe it look new york city <laughs> <laughs> It, I will always say this because I, I tell people like my whole life I'd be like I'm a New Yorker, not an American. Because you sound like Texan. 
just park this app. It was just interesting. But I, that's where my mind goes. I'm like, yo, what would that even look like? Like, people just are in people's business these days. This mm-hmm. is what we do. So build a neighborhood. Mm-hmm. It's going to have people in it. Like, every type of... Oh! All the people want to move in. Well, yeah, I said that. It's just you have to be supportive. Yeah, like, just... Like, trying to move into a city and be trifling. I don't know how you regulate that in this country. So, the way I want to do it... Applications. You can't buy to a city. <laughs> That's how great this city's gonna be. <laughs> I have worked out all the kinks, guys, okay? If you're listening, the kinks are still kinky. <laughs> Yo. <laughs> but no, but for real though, I do wanna have. I, I know I what you're saying. I know what you're saying. Like, it just is cracking me up. So I'm just picturing. <laughs> Like an underground railroad <laughs> application system. Like This yes. is something that you might have to do, though, because think about it. If I am a black person succeeding in America, they're going to probably try to burn this place down. They start killing the neighborhoods. And exactly. That's what I'm saying. So, like, why would we be all in one spot? Because <laughs> they don't burn the whole place down. That's why it has to be low-key, and we have to have our own police, and we have to have our own firefighters, we have to have our own army, basically, because America will probably try to destroy Yo, the Malcolm it. X in you is strong. <laughs> Yo, the Malcolm X. <laughs> He said, I'm our people. Mm, I like that. Honestly, <laughs> what's wild is like, I thought Malcolm was extreme growing up. All of like, that's just what yeah, I thought. That's what we heard. I never heard nothing else. And then I started like really listening to him and I was like, yo. This guy's reasonable. Man, man's like, it's done. So I don't know. But, but yeah, I was going to say though, like. I'm not clowning on it. I'm just like, because I, I, I think what I'm trying to get across is like, I like, I love the vision. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm wondering if there's like merit to having veins like almost like franchising that vision across cities mm-hmm. so that cool. if you try to burn a thing there's a lot of <laughs> if you build it in one spot and then there's all these rules to get in people are gonna do what they did to the black app and listen the listeners yeah we can i this happens to at clubhouse too oh yeah that's what i'm saying everything gets taken so there's also like if you look it up there's also lots of other people buying land though like black people buying land for black people and like building cities right so it's not just like my vision no i know a lot of people are doing it Mm -hmm. and i'm like it's a good idea and it's crazy because it's like i had that vision before i started seeing other people do it it's just the capital has to come in but something else that i've always been passionate about and working at this one job ruined it for me but i'm trying to get back at it is like homelessness yeah and so like part of what i want to do is have an application (laughs) For people who want to, I understand the application here. Yeah, I do (laughs) understand the application here. Yeah, so people that are actually showing me that they want to change, then they can move into this neighborhood and we like help them. Girl, okay, so this is (laughs) no, this is the thing because I always get stumped when the application is linked to neighborhoods. That's when I'm like, no, people just start breaking in, they start moving in. They because I just think people break laws, but I understand because gated communities do exist, Mm -hmm. so I can wrap my head around it especially for like rehabilitation or this place being very secluded oh yes <laughs> <laughs> i have a, i want to do it in, yeah i can't say too much no i got you i know because i'll be listening what's so funny <laughs> though to me it's amazing to me that no matter how populated the world gets in mm-hmm. certain parts there are still boondocks like the fact that you could still drive to certain places long enough that there was silence mm-hmm. in nature mm-hmm. but no people mm-hmm but there are billions of people. This is, what, I think this is the biggest conspiracy. Like, <laughs> that's what baffles me about California, especially driving from Southern California to Northern California. 
Central California is, you got Bakersfield and Fresno, basically. Yeah. And that's about it. And California's huge. It's, it's, it's like, mind-blowing, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like you got land. <laughs> I'm like, yo, people need to start having kids up in here. But then you go to the cities, and you're like, people need to stop having kids up in here. That's what confuses me. I'm like, why do they squeeze so many people between this area and this area? That's the thing that, like, blows my mind. Because, like, when we, I think, if I'm remembering this correctly, it's like, people moved to cities not because they were attractive, but because, like, they could have rights there. And then their rights were, like, questionable, but they had something. Um, <clears throat> but... People would move mm-hmm. to cities and then have that experience. And then the suburbs started to envy cities because of all the production. Because mm. the production brought in money. Mm-hmm. And money gets everyone's attention. Yeah. And now, people are trying to turn open spaces into cities. <coughs> but this is what I don't understand. Because, like, living in Utah, <laughs> I have been apartment hunting mm-hmm. before I found, like, my spot. Yeah. And I would see apartments... They were like 300 square foot mm-hmm. in Utah. Mm-hmm. Utah has got land. <laughs> oh, yeah. So why is it 300 square? It's you know robbery. This, this is, is literally a, it's a crime. <laughs> it's a crime. <laughs> I think it's a crime. I was like, yo, you can't honestly be making apartments mm-hmm. that are like tiny units mm-hmm. to, to resemble what? Like those homes were created out of necessity. And even then, old apartments in New York are huge. Mm-hmm. But over time, it's, it becomes like a thing of, well, we're trying to like save money or whatever. So, like, let's face more people. It's, almost, it's not even save money. They're trying to just make more money. You money. have the same size building, but you just make the apartments smaller. So you get more people in there, get more rent payments. Mm-hmm. But now people can't build families, and it's hella transient because they live in a place that they know has land. Mm-hmm. Where is the, like, what is happening? You know what I mean? Like, in, you, in New York, you can justify it. You're like, yeah, we are running out of land in this city that is an island that say, is sinking. New York is very open. A hundred percent. That whole state is actually really big. Yeah, the state. But nobody's trying to venture out there because <laughs> so everyone is congested onto the island. Mm-hmm. Minus the Bronx. Bronx is the mainland. We love the Bronx. Uh, shout out to the Bronx. We will survive when Manhattan goes down. Oh wow! What's up? I've learned so much. Yeah, okay. no, Manhattan is going down. It is heavy. Oh. <laughs> There's a lot of just shit on Manhattan. Okay, like first it's... of all, I didn't know Manhattan was an island. It is an island. I remember the first time they told me this in school. Let me tell you how confused I was. I was in ninth grade going, there was no way. I've been to Manhattan a bunch of times. I ain't never seen nothing feeling like an island. Is that why there's bridges? Yeah. Wow. Because it's just water all around. So you know what? I was I was inspired because of my class teacher. I went to the beach in New York and I was like, this is disgusting. <laughs> this is disgusting. Wow. I had no clue. Like, it's a freaking island. Manhattan. Not the Bronx. The Bronx will live. <laughs> the Bronx will but live. But Manhattan is going down. Dang, I had absolutely no idea that it was an island. So. Yeah. It don't feel like one. Mm-hmm. They, took, they changed the culture and turned it to something else. <laughs> it feels so little commercial. But yes. I, it, it feels super criminal for to have like big land spaces like this. There's so many criminal things. Okay. Go. Something that he's... Go ahead. She knows that I'd be talking about this, but I am highly against the systems of this that is why I want to go to my own city, first of all. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sweating because I'm like, I know there's so many different kinds of... That's robbery, right? But mm-hmm. who's patrolling that? And who, nobody cares no. because they're getting their money. And people believe things that this government says. Right. But we 
But they've shown us time and time again that they only care about the money. They don't care about our well-being. No. America is not in the business of preventative care. No. <laughs> Capitalistic care. Exactly. <laughs> Will it pay me back? <laughs> That's what I don't trust the things that they do. Like, right. I've been watching this series on Netflix today. And it's about, it's about multiple things. But the first episode mm. is about vaping and everything. Mm. And how like... Jewels, when they first came out, they didn't say that they had nicotine in them like that. Right. And people were super addicted to them. And teenagers, like, kids mm-hmm. are addicted to these things. Mm-hmm. And now it has this big, huge label on it that says nicotine is addictive, blah, 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 blah. But it's just like... You waited until that... they were addicted, though. Exactly. And then it's like, how did that product <clears throat> even get out if the FDA approved of it? Like, they're like, how are we going to get people to buy it? Oh, they will if they're addicted. Mm-hmm. <laughs> My and guy. then once they're addicted, then let's tell them that it has nicotine in it. But it's the FDA that let this product get on the market. So it's, we trust these government agencies, but these agencies don't care. No. And then there's so many recalled products because the FDA has let them out and just the problem has gotten too big. And that's yeah. the only reason why it's being, being recalled. Like IUDs. I know a girl personally who was sick for like months. Yeah, no, birth control is like a big scam. That's something. Yeah, no, I'm like, I will trust that. I'm going to have as many babies as I'm not about to have birth control. Nope. Yeah, no, birth control is like, there's stuff. Like, I'm not against it. I think people should have the right, the options, whatever. Mm-hmm. My concern with birth control is a process to getting and making it mm-hmm. and like the amount of people who don't benefit from that process. Because it's, like, it's usually outsourced to other countries. And then you got like women mm-hmm. who are being tested, oh, not paid. Like it's like it's a that. whole situation. And then when they first started bringing things here, mm-hmm. women were getting sick, mm-hmm. women died, they still pain. are. <laughs> What's wild is like male preventative care for birth control is actually it's super effective. Mm-hmm. But they're just giving it to women. Cause it's a woman's responsibility not to get pregnant, don't you know? <laughs> you know, like uh, why would she do that? <laughs> why would she do that? Uh, Somebody talk to her. See, I see. This is what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. This country. I know. Oh. It's wild. So I don't know. It's just interesting. There's just stuff that I think about. Stuff you think about. It's like, we just hear. It's like, oh, but <clears throat> man, we have just entered another. <laughs> rabbit trail that's Um, okay because we are educating ourselves as well as hopefully other people we're saying our opinions and maybe somebody will learn from it this is true or they'll do further research on it and then correct me it's fine we'll we'll show you how to hit her up later but uh, (laughs) (laughs) i'm open yeah no she's cool she's cool but it is definitely interesting i feel this being in utah like Mm -hmm. i have met different kinds of black people here But the most secure kinds of black people that I have encountered in Utah mm-hmm. are all transplants. Oh, yes. So. Easily. Right. Like, <laughs> the people who are, like, confident in their skin and their sense of self and, like, their culture, celebrate their culture, want to bring it to the space even, mm-hmm. want to carry it forward, they came from somewhere that is not here. The, absolutely. But black people that are raised in Utah, mm-hmm. and they don't know how to be black. Yeah. They don't know what it means. They don't feel connected. There's It's such an interesting because this is the first time in life where I look at someone who's like black skin and go, I'm actually not sure where you are on the spectrum. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Actually, no. Sometimes you can tell. Mm-hmm. No, no, easily. easily, yeah. Yeah. But then sometimes you're like, you find out and you're like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> this is different. I don't know. But it's just been interesting, like thinking about, I didn't even know that it benefited me to be in such like a diverse upbringing mm-hmm. until coming out this way. And I'm like, oh, this would have been isolating. You didn't catch that in the other states you lived in? 
I caught it in Missouri a little bit. Those wilds. I didn't know that there were even Mormons in Missouri. Yeah, you were telling me that. Yeah, apparently that was like the original promised land. That's my like, homegirl that I met last night. Is she was there and she's Mormon. Missouri. Mm-hmm. That's wild. And she was talking about how it's Mormon out there and how they're nicer out here, but they're quickie out there. I don't know. Missouri is really the Ozarks. If you haven't been, go see them. Yeah. They're cool. Mm-hmm. But come to Utah. So <laughs> <laughs> please, we need more brown skins. Hopefully, there's some color out there. Yeah. Listening to the cast. It's, I think a lot of people underestimate like what representation can do to a city, right? There's a lot of, it's interesting. I've, I've met different Mormon people who have done missions and gone to different places or whatever and brought back aspects of culture with them. Mm-hmm. But obviously it's like gonna be whitewashed because this yeah. just this is what's gonna happen. But I'm like, yo, imagine if it wasn't representative culture here, if it was actually those people and they were like, just building and creating things and it was just a regular part of the utah experience like mm-hmm. in addition to in the mountains and everything that could be super cool helpful to think about and uh, <clears throat> even down to like fitness and fitness clinics like love my gym think it's a great place i didn't see any black trainers when i got there and do they have any now no i'm on the front desk no and I, I love everyone that's there but i just like it's like one of those things where i was like yeah like i like representation would mean a lot like mm-hmm. even in like the housing like where I see black and brown skin tends to be like in different levels, but it's just been interesting. I'm like, I don't know. Yeah, I don't. It's it is very interesting. Because I do miss that. Like when I think about like living, because you talk about you're raising a daughter or like a black daughter in mm-hmm. Utah, so you're thinking about like the school systems and move. But she has. To, we have to be gone by the time she's school age, unless it gets more diverse out here. And that's like for her own mental health. Mm-hmm. That's so that she can be confident in black. And then I think about how I was raised around a whole bunch of people who didn't look like me. And so it's traumatic going to college and then finding out about all the things that they've said that was like super racist. That you didn't even know was racist because you didn't have the option to know. Like about my hair. I wasn't comfortable wearing a bonnet on my head while I slept like in public until I went to college and met like other black people who did it. And I was like, oh, I'm not the only one who wraps yeah, 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 yeah. Cause we didn't have social media either growing up. And so it's a whole new age. I used to like, pretend my hair could do it. My hair couldn't do it. <laughs> could and not. now I don't even grow hair. <laughs> I'm like, I don't even, I'm out, I'm done. But yeah, it, it's just crazy that I don't want her to deal with the things that I had to growing up. I want her to be able to be around a diverse group of people so that they can see all perspectives mm-hmm. and not just be called a token. Or, yeah. hey, you look extra dark today. Yo, it was crazy. I was out in the beach with a bunch of people from Utah, like white girls. And not the beach, like we were at the pool. Look at this, wishful thinking. <laughs> we were at the pool mm-hmm. and it was hot. Mm-hmm. And I had some sunscreen, but I ran out. And I was like, yo, can I borrow some of your sunscreen? Cause like it's getting hot. And Lily goes, mm-hmm. oh, you'll be good though. <laughs> I was, first of all. How do you know? I have six lines of brown on me right now. What do you mean? <laughs> I am obviously being, I'm absorbing the sun. Like what, you, like, what are you saying to me? I just kind of looked at her. I was like, my dude, I don't know. I can't say it's coming from a good place. I'm going to say it's coming from like a low education space. It is what it is, but I do need sunscreen. Stat. Because I will not burn <laughs> for this moment. No. Nope. And I paid to be here at this pool with y'all. I'm happy to Venmo you for the portion of the sunscreen that I use. Like, I'm like, look, I, it, that's what it comes to. But mm-hmm. let it not be that you just don't believe that my black skin needs sunscreen. And the idea of raising a kid here or having a family here is mm-hmm. like the part that always kind of... Aesthetically, so this is my intention. Aesthetically, Utah is beautiful. Mm-hmm. 
culturally, they, it, it's got crutches. It, I was like, it needs a lot of a lot work. of a lot of work. I think honestly, with the jobs opening up here, I feel like they're maybe possibly trying to be more. I've seen them fly folk like Goldman Sachs flew out a bunch of like diverse people out here, but yeah. they all went back because because like the culture can't sustain out here. Because well, that's true. Like a lot of people that I see in like the group chat that we're in. It's like they they came and left. They came and then they left. I know two people who are leaving the <laughs> And they can't leave fast enough. They're like packing their bags and like like mailing it express like next yeah. day. Like it's or it's so people, interesting. Yeah, some people are here like only on the weekend. So they'll be like, Hey, what's going on this weekend? I'm flying into town. That's it. I feel like the African population is definitely and I'm talking about like the whole like, continent they, of Africa is way yeah, yeah. more populated out here. Granted, I will say it's because usually when you're dealing with like immigrant populations, they come together. So there's like a Nepalese oh, yeah. community mm-hmm. here that like they're they're all together and with they the live. Refugees in, that they have. Yeah, like a lot of people from Nepal. Like first of all, they're mountain people anyway, but they all live in communities like next to each other here mm-hmm. in Utah. And then you've got folks that are from like Ethiopia. They all live near each other and mm-hmm. are very like communal that way. And so I think that's what keeps them being able to like year after year because they got. But then if you're a black person. Mm-hmm. It's like you, and then a smoke signal. Like, you may or may not know a person, and, like, after a while, that can become really isolated, especially if your job is one of those jobs where, like, you're working 60, 80-hour weeks, right? Mm -hmm. Like, Mm -hmm. how are you going to socialize? Who wants to hang out with you? You have no time. And then by the time you, like, should socialize, you're tired. You're burnt out. you like... Mm -hmm. It's really hard out here. It really is. Yeah. To socialize with other black people. Because it's like, yeah, everybody's busy, one, and then everybody's flying back and forth to places. Even you! Yeah, no, I've been flying, shoot. I'm, be, <laughs> I'm going to like four places. Yeah, like, wait a minute. You're just like the rest of them. You're, like, you're just as bad. No, it's true. I'm leaving, but I'm coming back. Um, <laughs> no. That's funny. That's okay, because I was definitely about to move to Texas until I found out that my lease didn't expire until next year. So... I'm still here at least until June. <laughs> I know. But the thing is, so like Utah does have a lot of, which, okay, so we spent a lot of season one talking about Utah. Um, season two, I'm totally interviewing people from like different states and different states. So y'all are going to get a whole different, like it's going <laughs> to, we'll be in Texas, we'll be in New York, we'll be everywhere. So y'all just hang with us. But I've got some friends in LA that are going to do some interviews. Oh, so you should definitely Oh, oh, yeah, definitely. I'm stopping in LA for a bit, so a few times next year. So, Aww. oh, I'll be even worse next year. I won't even be. I'll be even worse. <laughs> That's great. I'm just moving. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, but I just like really am. This I think the season is just establishing like local route. This is where I'm at. We're in Utah, but also it's a complicated experience. There's there's a religious part of Utah that's it's like a stronghold that hovers. Yeah, and if you're any other type of Christian, like, and you come here, mm-hmm. you're essentially, like, not a Christian. Exactly. <laughs> you, like, don't have a faith group. Like. Okay, can I just mention something? I know you probably have Mormon listeners, and I am... I, I don't know if I do. I'm like, do I? Maybe. Oh. I might. I, I think I have a lot of ex-Mormon listeners. Okay, that works. I guess a non-denominational Christian. That's how I, yeah, same. Yeah, and it's like, I know I have mistakes. I am quick to admit them too. Okay, I had sex before marriage and I have a baby now. Okay, boom. Bam, wham, wham. Sin is sin in God's eyes. But it's just like, the Mormon, I feel like more, from what I've known about Mormons is they're very strict. Like, no drinking, no, they do, what is it called? Soaking? What's that? When a person hops on the bed so that people can, like, hump. What? <laughs> Wait, what are you saying to me? <laughs> I thought you knew this. No, I don't know what this is. 
Okay, everybody out there is so keen. I heard it's when like the two people, their privets come together. <laughs> then instead of humping, because that's sex, there's somebody that's jumping on the bed. Next. <laughs> Yo, I'm sorry, I have too much chicken. It's too much chicken. I'm sorry, no. I know, I'm so scared of you. I'm so <laughs> She didn't want to listen to any. She didn't want to watch any movie that was like cuss words and stuff like that in it. But then she was like cussing, and I was just like, I'm so confused about this Mormon thing because I'm like, and I think they're supposed to say anal is it sex? Like, oh my what? gosh! Actually, there's a whole category of this. Like, um, oh yeah, no, it's just it is a real that I have heard. I heard that I have heard. Oh man, it's like there's so much. There's so much. That's what um, I'm saying. I'm just confused because how can this is something that drives me crazy? Yeah. It doesn't drive me crazy, but like, this is why I'm confused. And this is why I'm really voicing my concern, Utah. <laughs> they help me understand. There are so many strip clubs out here. Okay, I've only seen one. Okay, well, I've seen at least five. Okay, <laughs> the whole sex shopping center. Down I've seen street. a ton of sex shops. Yes. I've seen a ton of sex shops in Utah. That's crazy. But there's also a really huge, like, king community. But what I think it is, I think it's like Salt Lake City is a reaction to Utah mm -hmm. at large. So I feel like a lot of Utah's outcasts move here. Yeah, that's true. And, like, built a culture that's, like, super sex positive mm -hmm. and, like, super, like, curious. And everyone is, like, people are, like, in their whatever age going, I didn't get to explore or I didn't get to try this. And, like, mm -hmm. I want to know. And so there's just, like, a big, I think it's, like, a super reactive it still doesn't answer the question that I have, though. No, this is not. Because so <laughs> I'm like, y'all got strip clubs and sex shops, but there is not one hookah lounge in sight. You know what? Actually, ask that question. That's an important question because... <laughs> like, this, where are the hookah lounges? This is what I'm saying. This is why you need culture because... Where are the with, day parties? Without Dominican people, though. What do you... Without people from, like, Trinidad Tobago. Oh, see, that's New York, though. Like, California, it's you all, just like, the... Clubs? Yeah, hookah clubs. Just American like, hookah clubs? Yeah, and then it'd be lit. They'd play all the music. There was no Dominicans? No. It's Indian, like actual Indian people. Yeah, Indians could do... Yeah, I see like Middle Eastern else. people are the ones that run our hookah lounges. Okay, that's Boston. legit. That's legit hookah, too. Because yeah. all of my bodega dudes are from the Middle East. Okay, see? They were dope as hell. Yeah, they are. They're dope people, and then they play dope music. And I'm like, that doesn't make sense. Like, how can you have strip clubs and... Sex shops, but you don't have hookah lounges. Next subject, I forgot. <laughs> yeah, so we out here, and obviously, like, we have different subcultures in us as people, mm -hmm. and we're living in a state that like, we don't necessarily identify. Mm -hmm. But I feel like it gives like an opportunity to be an observer mm -hmm. and kind of figure out like what do I like, what do I not like, and then also to be observed because like as a Christian here. Mm -hmm. I'm not pressured to practice in any way that is remotely traditional mm -hmm. because no one even knows what my traditions are. <laughs> They're like you're what and i'm like mm -hmm. something so it's like definitely taking me out of like, i didn't even realize like how much i relied on like the culture of my faith group to like, identify and point out things that were important to me mm -hmm. but i feel like living here i don't know like i can decide and change my mind a min like a million times which is really i don't know it's been good for like self-discovery and stuff do you feel like you've been exploring yourself in a different way just like not having like 
family up close and like friends up close and even because even though we love our cultures the subcultures that like we're that are formative Mm -hmm. there's like sometimes like a pressure yeah that like it's just irrelevant here (laughs) you know what I mean like it's a completely irrelevant culture like I don't wear nice shoes I don't even you had to I don't even dress up all the time I get what you're saying you know what I'm saying because like we I feel like I used to dress up way more in New York Mm-hmm. I wore makeup. Jeremy used to wear makeup. Shoot, like we, you did. We used to. I did my hair a lot. There's stuff that I just literally don't care to do anymore. Mm-hmm. This is why I feel like I'm out Dorothy. You know what I'm saying? Like, I really don't even like shower as much as I did in New York. Yo, it's dry. Nobody's sweating here. Unless you sweat by choice. Which in that case, like I will shower like yeah. more than once in a day. But yeah, I I get what you're saying. I don't know though. Honestly, I feel like. To answer the makeup and all that stuff, like I feel like I dressed nicer because I went out more because I had like my friends to go out with, and then it wasn't Utah. Not even just about becoming a mom. This is like about cultural change. Cause like I didn't become a parent, but I dressed different. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? I literally threw out my nice clothes when I got here because I was like, there's just not a point. (laughs) Where am I going? But part of that too is we were in a pandemic. So okay, I feel that's like fair, that's, fair. that's probably what it was too, because that's I moved during the pandemic. So that's like, true. I don't even know what this place is like without a pandemic. Same, and I heard it was popping. Was it? At least the black community said it was popping during the summer. So. Interesting. Yeah. Were they? I don't know. Wow. Because <laughs> it's like part of that is like it's hard to answer for me because like you you came here by yourself. You knew yeah. somebody here, but you came here by yourself. Yeah. And so you had time. You didn't get pregnant. And you had a job that didn't take your whole entire day away. Oh, that's true, yeah. Yeah. I was just working remotely, looking at the mountains. Exactly. And you joined a gym and, like, stuff like that. Like, you got to meet other people from actual Utah. Mm. And, like, me, when I moved here, I knew Ezra. That was it. But that's really all I hung out with. And then I had a job that literally was, like, 12 to 14 hour days. I remember your hours are crazy. Yeah, so it's like I never had time to meet anybody when I came out here. Right. And then I got pregnant. And then I had a baby. And now I'm just like with my baby all the time. So it's like I've never had the chance to like <clears throat> really explore Utah and get out. So oh, that would to... totally change your like feeling about the whole place. You think so? Yeah. If you like, because even like the people that I have met, I, I don't hang out with as many black people in Utah as I did in New York, of course. Because one, there's two. But <laughs> not that many. But I, I've met some really like great people mm-hmm. here. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm like, oh no, they're solid. This is like super cool, you know, whatever. But it's just interesting because if I wasn't able to socialize here, mm-hmm. I would have left. Yeah, I feel that. The, the interesting thing about something you said too is just like, the Utah people are different. They're definitely nicer. <clears throat> but they can also be very ignorant because they haven't been exposed to anything but Utah. yeah yeah <laughs> yeah but it's not even just utahns like it's like folks from like the west or the south even like who have mm-hmm. transplanted here like majority culture mm-hmm. um will sometimes say and do things that i'm like oh you were not exposed <laughs> to like non-use mm-hmm. right non-use. like, I like yeah that. like it's like you can tell and so i feel like i've learned to choose my battles mm-hmm. in like majority spaces in ways that i never had to do before like i'll hear a comment and i kind of want to and then i'm like it's not my hell to die on today <laughs> Ain't nobody paying me for this information. <laughs> and then, like, just being, like, surrounded by the people. It's really hard as a black person, because, like I'm saying, I grew up in this. It's hard as a black person to be the only black person. And then somebody says a comment, and then you try to, like, you're saying you have to choose your battles. Because if you try to defend it, 
other people in the room probably don't understand what you're trying to say either. So like, then you just sound crazy, and it's just you talking to yourself. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's like not a vibe. So, so I feel like if, because I see like, I've seen your like housewarming picture, and I'm like, okay, those are like a lot of non-black people. Like, not in a bad way. Yeah. It's just, I can see what you're saying. Yeah. Because like, you can't just, you can. Yeah. It's just going to be really hard. I will be talking to myself. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I 100%. Like, and like, I love everyone that like I have connected with. It is also interesting because like, this is my back and forth. But always is like, can you live long term in a space where only part of you can thrive? This is like the question. While it's good, let it be good. You know what I mean? So you're here. I'm here. We're act. We're bonded because of this whole yeah <laughs> like state in the pandemic and everything. But you definitely decided like yeah, I'm not raising my kid here long term. Unless it gets more diverse and people actually stay here. Yeah, I've heard even like I had a masseuse and she's wonderful. She's a white lady with like biracial kids mm-hmm. and her kids get made fun of a lot in school. So she like talked about that with me and like how that because for her she got made fun of because she wasn't Mormon growing up in school. Mm-hmm. So like for her kids it's like they're not Mormon and they are mixed. So that's a lot. <laughs> yeah, like she was telling me a story and it just it was so interesting because I was like, wow, that's a lot. That's a lot for a kid to, to carry. I don't know. It's it's weird. It's hard. And it's, it's crazy because like it's that's exactly why I don't want her to go to school here unless it gets more diverse because. But are you going to let yourself at least experience like the place like while you're here? If I can, yeah. <laughs> that's true because you have like mom to mom hours like sunrise to sundown essentially mm-hmm. as well and i don't want people close to her because i'm like you you might have germs people do have germs exactly so it's like i don't want to get too close to people i don't know <laughs> it's so it's 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 interesting i'm trying to navigate it but do you ever think about how this could change your personality long term because like like you can be a social person, but I feel like if you practice not socializing long enough, you eventually become not a social person. <laughs> yeah. The pandemic, I, I used to be super extroverted. I used to, my mom would always be like, you don't be at home because I'd always be outside. I was an outdoorsy person, an actual outdoorsy like, person. I have windows. I'm coming I, for you. Right I have now. windows. I, do. I see them out every day. I oh see them gosh. even while I drive my car. So <laughs> go think twice. She's gotta go. She's gotta go. Anyways, I would literally be outside all the time or I would just be somewhere else, not at home. But since this pandemic happened, I like don't want to go outside. If I saw the sun, especially out here because it's getting close to winter, so it's going to yeah. be gloomy all the time. If I see the sun, I'm like running outside. I'm like, yeah. Uh-huh. But I feel like part of me is just, it's a lot of work now because I have to take Soleil with me. Mm-hmm. And she has a lot of stuff that I pack with me and make sure that I have everything for her too. And so, yeah, I'm definitely turning more into an introvert because of multiple reasons. Pandemic, being in Utah, not really knowing many people. Or like <laughs> relating right away. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's wild. I've been thinking about this, like how like your personality like changes with age mm-hmm. and like sometimes in like ways that like we don't think it will mm-hmm. yeah like even just being like afforded that big work from home mm-hmm. that has like actively changed my personality i've always been a homebody <laughs> oh mm-hmm. like always mm-hmm. i was never allowed to be a homebody though in new york because <laughs> everyone was always like you gotta meet us on this other side of town and it would be like i'd have to get on the train mm-hmm. i'm like sleeping on the train which everyone said was unsafe but i did it I did it for years <laughs> i'm not recommending it i sometimes had were in i was in weird situations sometimes but 
I slept on trains a lot and I was always tired. But like in Utah, I don't have to do any of that. And so I sleep throughout the day. I so sleep. you're saying you're more homebody. I'm a bigger homebody than I have ever been in my entire <laughs> life. And it's so funny because like I'm still social. Like, but yeah. I, I'm like, yo, FaceTime me, call me, text, text me. I call people who live like three minutes away. That's funny. And they're like, yo, just come over. And I'm like, what? Oh my God, sorry. Just talk to me. <laughs> Why can't you just talk to me? That's funny. Yo, yeah. being a homebody is everything. But I feel like after the pandemic, it was more acceptable. Like, everyone was like... <laughs> Definitely, it's more acceptable now. We're like, I get it. You don't want to leave your house. You don't have to be out. That is fine. <laughs> That's literally how I feel. I'm like, it's really hard to just try to get outside sometimes. And when it's cold. So that's another thing. So like we're like pivoting towards winter. So everybody's hitting like Not ready. depression and stuff. You just had a baby. Your body's still figuring out its hormone stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and the weather's about to shift. Mm-hmm. So talk to me. What are some preventative things that you're doing to protect your mental health? Just make sure you're good. Are you doing anything? <laughs> like, have I done anything? Are you doing anything to say okay? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just. Yeah. 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 Just like totally. I haven't really thought about it, honestly. I feel like people coming to visit is helpful. Yeah. So, like, my mom's coming in November, and then Eva's mom is coming in December, which I think is going to be great. I have something to look forward to. I'm working on getting my real estate license. That's really good. I think my main focus of this winter is keeping Soleil warm. <laughs> oh, that's real, because babies can't regulate their temperature. No, nah, she's too young still. So, it's like... No, babies can't do anything. <laughs> they really can't. Wow, that's a lot. They really can't do anything. I don't know why I get mad like I was independent. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like I came out the womb okay. I came out walking. But I'm like, God, why did you do that? Like, why do other mammals, their babies come out swimming and walking? And True. ours just, they literally, everything, we, they need everything from us. Can't do anything. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. But we just have to work hard, I guess. But yeah. Fitness journey. Yeah. That's something that I'm doing to help with self-care for sure. Because it's hard, but it's time. Do you find that your fitness journey is a lot about like returning to a former state or is it about becoming like something different? It was about becoming, no, it was returning to a normal past state. But then I realized like I have to take it like each day at a time. Yeah. Because if I have this bigger goal of, oh, I want to get back to that, then I lose focus of right now and I'm like, oh, I can push it. Like I push it off. Because I'm like, I'll get there eventually. Yeah. Because it's so far away. So I need to set smaller goals. So that's what I've started to do. But one of my friends brought this up. She was like, yeah, no, teen body should not be sexy. Mm-hmm. You, you shouldn't be thinking about sex when you look at a teen. Like, you women bodies should be womanly. Yeah. Whatever that looks like. Obviously, the goal is health, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but I find that my tension with fitness is often, like, wanting to look, I don't know, like a woman. But not really. Like, I want to look like I'm aging backwards. <laughs> you know what Is I mean? Is that just, like, you want to look like you're aging Okay. But I feel like that's, like, a common, like, thing. Yeah. Everyone's like, how do I look younger? How do I, like, even if you're actively young, you'll no, look back true. and be like, oh, I was young this whole time. And there was, like, a point where we're younger, like, how do I look older? How do I, like, check yeah. out into thinking I'm, like, a woman? It's, like, it's so weird. So what's your journey toward just, like, being here now? Like, just being content? Like, once again, it's those small goals. I've been realizing that I've had a case of body dysmorphia since, like, basically forever. Oh, yeah, America sells that. Yeah. Everyone's got dysmorphia. Yeah, exactly. And it's because, like, you, you, that whole looking back thing. Like, I look back at myself at a time when I thought I was, like, as big as a house, and I was not at all. Yo, isn't that so shocking when you look back and you're like, 
why didn't I just like myself? Mm-hmm. I should have just liked myself. And that's where I'm at right now. Because it's like, as much as I want to get to a healthy weight, I'm not going to rush it because I don't want to look back. What if I get bigger? I look back and be like, wow, I was so small. I just want to appreciate now. Yeah. So that I can move forward. I feel like that's what will help. Because if you just keep looking at the past and comparing, it's not going to push you. No, I feel that, yeah. Okay, then that could be said about California and Utah. If you keep looking at California, how are you going to appreciate the I'm mountains? not looking at California. I'm looking at anywhere else. <laughs> My dude. That's not north. But where is it? Because I've, I looked at the whole map of America. <laughs> I like the south. I've always wanted to live in the south. Alabama. Ooh, okay. Birmingham. I like Texas. I've always wanted to live in Texas. <laughs> Let's be specific. And it's like Houston area, but that's because I have a whole bunch of family. Houston is real Nigerian. Oh. There's a lot of Nigerians. And it's like a lot of Nigerians, a lot of Mexican people. Mm-hmm. And that's what I've grown <clears throat> up around. Not really Nigerians. I was more in college. But yeah, Mexicans is my life. No, I feel that. It's my favorite ethnic food. That's my favorite food, period. I'm not Italian. Wow, that hurt not my feelings. Soul. Wow. Mexican. <laughs> I'm like crying. I'm like, don't say that about the Italian food. <laughs> I love Italian food. Because <laughs> you're from New York. I know. That's the prime. Yeah, now a lot of my educators growing up were like Italian, Irish, or they were like this. I, yeah. Mm-hmm. All the white people that I knew though were all connected to a country. I didn't That's know what like. That's interesting about New York. I yeah, like I didn't know like countryless white people. Like, I just, this is like straight <laughs> up. So I would like look at folks and be like, you do speak another language though. I know. You're mm-hmm. Albanian, you're Ukrainian, you're Russian. Everybody had like a yes. thing. And then I got out here and I was like, I can't. You look <laughs> like you don't speak another language. And I was like, oh, this is what they mean. Just like the broad sweeping. I but I do this with black people too. Like in Missouri, I would look at a black person and be like, Luan, and they're like, you're wrong. Dang. I was like, what do you mean? They're like, I don't know what you're saying. Where like where do you think I'm from? I was like, I swore you were from the islands. Are you not? <laughs> and they're like, nope, I am from Georgia. And I'm like, like from Georgia or you like just were raised there like I don't missing the mark dang yeah I'm from it's just everybody is either bougie or not bougie that one never made sense to me but I do get it mm-hmm. everybody's everyone's got like that one bougie person in their family and then that one like I chose this whole life <laughs> <laughs> yes I, that's so funny that just hit me like California is really are you bougie or are you not bougie LA is very divided in that way, like bougie and non-bougie. Mm, that's very true. Melting pot is something you have to teach. True. That is like just across the board true for humanity. Like people have to learn each other's culture. How to right just connect. And I have a lot of moments when I get real down sometimes. Mm-hmm. Cause that that is hard. Like mm-hmm. my first few months here were really rough. Cause like I went like months without seeing a person who was also black. And it's just it's hard. Like it, it's yeah. And then the one time I saw somebody, I didn't know how to act. I went too, I went too hard. She never spoke to me again. (laughs) I started scaring off black people. I still do it sometimes. My eyes get all big. I'm all like hopeful. I'm like, hey, you want to be friends? So true. Don't know how to act no more. No, I saw a black guy the other day and I was like, I have a boyfriend, so I'm not trying to hit on you, but I'm going to make eye contact with you and do the head nod because you're black and you're in Utah. Yeah. Like, I had to do all of that and that all went through my head. And then it was in the car, so he probably didn't even know, obviously he didn't know what I was thinking. Yeah. You freak out a little. You're like, a little bit. Hi. You're just so excited when you see another black person that's not the same black person you see every day. That's real. It's super real. Like, I, I have moments. I definitely still recommend this date to mm-hmm. everybody the thing about this is we are talking about who we are 
which is better than some rehearsed thing. Yeah. Like at least we, like people will know us better by being more open about who we are and what we do. Because we aren't just one type of being. We are multi. We are multifaceted beings. No, hundred percent. I actually think this is like cool. I think this is actually a really authentic way to close out the interviewing portion of this season because like everybody that has come on season one has come on and shared who they are Mm -hmm. um what they're about things that are important to them and right now a really big part of who we are is where we are and also that we were not raised to fit here (laughs) and so like you're living somewhere like over a year and you start to ask like really big questions about like your identity and like what matters Mm -hmm. to you in life and in your case you're asking those questions faster because you've got a kid to Mm -hmm. consider and you want her to grow up to be confident have every opportunity and be sure of herself and Mm -hmm. the difference between racist comments and non-racist comments and microaggressions because i did not know that and that didn't help you until it's one of those things where even though utah is beautiful and there are a lot of really positive things right this I, i guess i'm sensitive to like people feeling like the last episode is like downing the state oh you know what i mean like when so many people from the state have given to season one i'm sorry <laughs> granted granted a lot of y'all were transplants but i'm not gonna i'm not gonna go there but it's i think utah is a beautiful state i think it does mm-hmm. have a long ways to go as far as cultural progression i don't know that it fully wants to do it yeah i think there's also like this like undertone in utah of if you don't like it then leave definitely and there isn't like enough of let's reflect as a state how did we get to be this way? Because even if we're not talking about black culture, there's a whole Native American culture that was prominent here. here. And it's not like the way that some of the cultural elements are like used and replicated in Utah are like almost ironic, but they're not like in an honoring sort of a way. So it's just like interesting, like different like faith perceptions and cultures and like sexual identities and journeys or if you're not in salt lake i can only imagine the tension is like bigger wherever you are that's actually something i learned yesterday though because from that couple like i said the girl's black and she was saying like because they're out in orem Mm. she was like it's not it's different here for sure yeah city and they actually you reminded me of something they were talking about was like that's what's so weird to me about Utah and like the black culture is they know the first black man that came here. Like in the Mormon faith. Oh no. They like literally. They have him by name. They have him by name, the first black man in Utah. How dare you? And that's like crazy to me. It's that's like, insane. I, I can't think of anywhere that would do, know that information. <laughs> the guy was so proud to share that with me. He was just like, like with us, he was just like, yeah, like the first black man, I forgot his name, but he was, yeah, he's like on record of being the first black man to ever be in Utah or something like that. Could you crazy. imagine the pressure? <laughs> it's crazy. But they used to say that black people had tails and they were demons and stuff. Yeah, see, that's the other thing about them. Like, so that adds to the feeling is like, you got, we're black in a Mormon state mm-hmm. and in the Mormon faith, as far as what I have heard of it, there are a lot of racist teachings. Mm-hmm super concerning mm-hmm. because it guides like a lot a of a whole bunch of people it gui- yeah like it really guides the utah experience mm-hmm. and um and my thing is utah is just as much part of america at large which is crazy i don't know that utah believes that but it feels like a different place it, though. it also is one of those like other planets yeah and saying but utah is part of america at large this is reminder of something we mentioned in the last time we recorded i feel like so many things are pulling our attention these days Honestly, I wouldn't mind living off-grid in a compound. 
What? Not a cult. Yo, you what? really like living in the middle of nowhere. You know, that's maybe, what Utah is. Maybe Utah is your vibe because, <laughs> like, you're talking about a community in the boondocks. You want to be on the compound zone? No, I want neighbors. Yeah. I, I want to choose my neighbors. I want them. Right. I want my neighbors to be my kids and my friends that also want their kids to be. Me and Taylor have talked that about living so on a compound funny. with our men so many times. Yo, African people do this too, though. Yo, I. Far be it from me. I want to move it's into a home. You don't see the vision. You got to see the vision. The vision is you living this great life, not having all these distractions in this world controlling your every move. I'm down to be distracted, yo. <laughs> Hit me with somebody I ain't never seen before. <laughs> you know what I mean? Look this way, stranger. Say hello, stranger. Okay. I'm kidding. Don't kill me, stranger. This is so funny. So you said something earlier, and then it made me think of all the conversations I've been having. So Ezra been talking about how like East Coast rappers rap really hard. Oh, so intense. It's hella aggressive. That was real aggressive what you just did. Yo, and like no, I would come at you way different than that. I'm with you though because I love Chicago rappers. I love their flow. Mm-hmm. I love West Coast rappers. D Smoke. Oh. Yeah, D If he were great. single, he would be my favorite single. Oh wow. You you're really milking this Utah thing. <laughs> I've been here for what two minutes. <laughs> I'm overcooked. <laughs> but in, yeah, like in New York, every time I went to a rap show, I swear I felt like I was being like yelled at. Like, it was like, I was like, yo, why are they yelling at me? I was like, I, was like, I didn't do nothing to you. <laughs> but then like, yo, freaking no name comes out. And I was like, hell yeah. She's New York? Chicago. Oh, she got the right flow. Chicago people are real smooth. Chance is from Chicago. Yeah. yeah. I was like, yo, Chicago has got. They got the heat. Now, if Chicago had less guns, I'd be there. <laughs> and if it was a little warmer, I could also be there. Honestly, Chicago is now my favorite city. I haven't been there in the winter, so it'd probably change real quick when I get there if it was the winter. No, but... I've only been there in the winter, and I've been mad. I've, oh. I've, I went there one summer, and I enjoyed it, but I knew about the winter, so I was still angry. Exactly. Okay, I wasn't angry. I would definitely get a summer house in Chicago, is what I'm saying. I would get a summer spring house in chicago i would not be there during the winter yeah no a lot of folks from chicago moved to arizona <laughs> is that cold yo i was like first of all y'all dramatic as hell because <laughs> arizona is not you can't just go from 80 oh. degree summers to 120 degree summers like that you have to ease into that like i'm used to that because like where i live but like Chicago to Arizona don't make no sense. Arizona's hot as hell, but a lot of the transplants in Arizona are from. There's a good number that are from Chicago. Wow, they really should have eased that onto themselves. I think a lot of our friendship, like Adrian and I, like has always been super conversational, and we just we just are very like chat style, chat cast chat type style, people. Chat yeah, chat cast. But I really want to say thank you just for being a part of our conversation and like being here mm-hmm. and listening in and being a part of all that is happening on the podcast. But something's just like housekeeping things for y'all. This will be the last of the regular interviews that have happened for Undertone season one, Utah local edition. We're here, we're doing our best, we're connected, we're trying. But what's going to happen next is we're going to have like, I'll do an interview and then we'll have a show. We'll have a show. You guys are going to hear some music, some musicians. But it won't be like back to back, like week after week. It'll be like, you'll just wake up one day and there will be an upload. You know what I mean? I will let you know when it's out. So stay connected on social. And if you want to stay connected with Adrian, H. Quay, she can spell it for you. A G E Q U A Y. That's on literally every social. Thank you so much for your ears. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's late, guys. Thank you for your ears and your attention. Y'all have really given us 
um, some love. Is there anything you want to make sure that you share just like about like you life energy? I'm always trying to be a better person. So please forgive me if I said anything that offended you. <laughs> Yo, if that's not the truth, I don't know what is. We are all trying, we're all growing. And yeah, we're gonna hurt some feelings. Just get a band-aid and let's move on. <laughs> I know, and that's hard. That's a big one really to get past. Especially if you've been a people pleaser your entire life. My dude. So Yeah. We can't get into that one now. No, we can't. Thank you for sharing these moments with us. Um, you're precious. We'll catch you later. Season one is over! We might have to send a bloopers. I might have to do a bloopers episode. That'd be great. Hell yeah. Right, I'm gonna catch y'all later, y'all. Love yeah. you. Bye.